Hello and welcome. My name is Andrea Carpenter. I'm the director of Women Talk Real Estate and I'm delighted to be hosting this new podcast series from the Urban Land Institute. ULI brings together real estate and land use experts from around the world with a mission to shape the future of the built environment and to make transformative impact in communities. And this podcast will focus on that future and that transformative impact. ULI's European Young Leaders Group recently selected 10 outstanding contributors to the industry, hailing them as the new real estate vanguard. These are people in the early years of their career who have already demonstrated entrepreneurial flair or shaken up the corporate world. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Mario Facinetti, a PropTech specialist who helps bring the industry together as innovation and new technology continue to disrupt real estate. He was most recently the initiator of Swiss PropTech, an independent innovation and startup community for the Swiss real estate and construction industry. Now he speaks regularly on the topic of innovation, as well as running his own company, PropTech Market. Mario, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Andrea. Thanks for having me. So I suppose first we need to get down to understanding what you're doing in PropTech. How did you venture into the PropTech field? That's uh, that's actually a very funny uh, story because I, I got confronted with the yeah with the same situation like all of us. What what uh, what shall we do when we finish school, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, quite a challenging question when you are still uh, yeah visiting school every day and have no clue how uh, what's going out in the business world. Anyways, I decided at that time uh, that I would like to work in an industry that. Uh, that, that that stays in Switzerland because I'm born and raised in Switzerland. And uh, there was uh, at the time where all the, the manufacturer moved to China for their production. And uh, I didn't really see myself in, in such a role. Uh, I, I was quite uh, comfortable with staying in Switzerland. And that's why I decided to go into real estate <laughs> uh, because I had the guess that the, that the properties will stay here. And uh, that was my uh, initial... Um, yeah, thought about in which industry I would like to go. And then I started with uh, an apprenticeship as an electrician on the construction side, uh, moved on with a facility management study, uh, uh, got there familiar with the whole life cycle of real estate. And at the end, I combined it with, uh, combined it with an MBA in a new business. And there I got confronted with the whole world of innovation and startups and new technologies and business models. And yeah, all of that together became PropTech at that time. Okay, so it was real estate and then you found out about PropTech as you were studying and doing and kind of starting off your career. So what made that suddenly appealing? Was it the transformative impact that we're going to see from PropTech? Yeah, at this time when when I was studying, uh, doing my MBA, yeah, PropTech didn't really exist as a collective term in, in real estate. Actually, there were almost no startups at all uh, doing uh, yeah, offering solutions for real estate. But I found out that the, all of the other industries, they had already the, their startup ecosystems and uh, startup companies. And that made me thinking. And uh, I started talking with some young entrepreneurs I knew who were working at that time on, on PropTech solutions in, in Switzerland. And uh, yeah, we found out that uh, such a community or um, a collective term like PropTech would be very effective to to boost the ab- adaption of, of those new innovations in the industry. And uh, since I was the only one who 
who was not really involved in an own startup at that time. Um, yeah, I, I got the lucky one who got the job to build up a, a community. And uh, all of that made it like, yeah, that, that that's the appealing thing for me or the interesting thing uh, at that time because there was nothing and we very started at the very early stage to build up something. Yeah, so you started an innovation network in Switzerland. You've mm-hmm. done something similar in Canada. Why was it important to come together in that way? Why was collaboration so important when in other industries it's all about competition? In this case, uh, we we found out that the awareness and and even exception at that time of new innovation, uh, new technologies and new business models in real estate um, was not really there. So we we had to find somehow uh, synergies or combine our uh, our ideas to uh, to increase the awareness of of what those startups were doing at that time and um, yeah that all through brainstorming sessions and so on we decided that probably a community would be uh, would be the most effective way to build up and to 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 help those startups to get the visibility and the exception in the industry and that not only in Switzerland of course but um, yeah I think the the problems we had at this time in the prop tech industry were every were the same so we all sat together and tried to to make most out of it in building up communities yeah and did that community therefore help that as you say that visibility which might have helped bring more funding to the to the market is uh, was that the type of success you were looking for more attention in the first round yeah the purpose uh, goal or the initial goal was to increase the awareness and the uh, exception of of new technologies and and business models and uh, of course funding uh, attracting investors and so on the, those are nice things which build up on those uh, general uh, goals we had um, and we were focusing on and now we have proptech much more established as a part of the industry and an important um, component it's going to be so how do you think we're now doing as an industry when we think about um, adopting different prop tech solutions and different innovations? We are getting better, I would say, or the industry gets better in, in That sounds adopting. like a B minus or a C plus. <laughs> yeah, C plus. <laughs> no, I, I understand the industry or the big industry players and uh, because, yeah, business is going well or and or went well the last uh, decades. And um, yeah, so you're not really looking for new ways how to do things uh when the when the old way was successful or and um, yeah that took quite some time and also some effort um to 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 explain um uh, representatives from the established industry or what what really the benefits are of such uh young tech or business solutions and um of course when you're dealing with young companies who um yeah, you don't have the ma- mature uh, company who delivers you already uh, a well-working product. It's all work in progress, and um, that needs some some uh, open-minded people who who believe in the solutions in the very beginning. And I think we slowly get there that uh, people are really seeing the benefits of it, and 
the, of course, the prop decks can explain better what they are really doing and what problems they are solving. Yeah. Do you think we've gone past the point where people are like, oh, this could help make my business more efficient to actually understanding, OK, this could transform my business? Because that seemed to be to be the, the leap that the industry needed to make around prop tech, that we could just break mm. business models and change things, not just make things more efficient. Yeah, of course, there are some models uh, who will change things uh, and the way how business gets done completely. Um, but what I would say that the, the big changes still didn't really happen. Or um, there are some business models, of course, uh, who, who had their impact. Or, but uh, when you look at the quantity of of, of startups who, who who popped up during the last four or five years, we're talking there about roughly seven thousand companies uh, in the field of prop tech, and only very few companies have a disruptive character and all the others are really uh, more focused on radical innovation which means they're really trying to make things more much more efficient than uh, than, than things gets done nowadays and i think people are uh, aware of this and um, also trying to evaluate and uh, to find out um, when they when they uh, get in touch with companies um, what they are doing yeah and where do you think the most progress or the most adoption has happened for prop tech so far in which areas would you say um, I would say we have activities uh, over the whole life cycle of real estate. I think that is something we have to, to be aware of. For. Of course, there are some factors that they got more innovated mm. because uh, founders found out that probably the, the, the entry barriers were lower than in other sectors. And I would say the whole marketing and sales um, mm-hmm. uh, cycle or industry. So the um, leasing side, that type yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yep. That one is, is very hard. Uh, or gets get, gets hit very hard by new innovation. Mm. Of course, some of them can also support, um, uh, like make processes much more efficient. But uh, in general, I would say that, that that's the, that part where we see the most innovation and also new business models trying to change uh, the way how business gets done. Yeah, and my next yeah. question is probably obvious. Where are the gaps? Where are the bits that people are finding it too difficult to either break into the market or find the right solution that needs prop tech? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I would say the, we, we found out that the gaps are like you can enter almost all the aspects or except of the ownership of real estate. I think there it's still uh, that's still still hard to achieve. <laughs> it also depends on the on, on, uh, legal um, regulatories of, of, of different countries but uh, when you're the owner of a real estate portfolio you you, you stay the owner yeah and, uh, that's probably one of the biggest difference to other um, industries w- w- which are much more service based okay. or se- service the asset focused. nature of it that is the, the asset oh, okay. nature exactly and um, I think beside that one we have especially right now we have gaps in combining or making creating a nice user flow because we mm-hmm. what we have right now is a lot of very specific solutions out there and um, what what yeah 
what would increase the the usability of those solutions is really when you try to connect those different solutions uh, and and to create a smooth and um, aligned user flow through all those different solutions and uh, i think that's the biggest gap we have right now to find and to connect those single solutions to one so it's almost having too many solutions that are separate and not enough of a, a joined up approach within them yeah. yeah, and I think it's interesting what you talk about, like that asset, just the ownership of the asset, the nature of that. Is that why we're seeing so many, so much innovation around as a service, you know, real estate, you know, offices as a service, uh, retail as a service? Is that why mm-hmm. that model kind of almost is the transformative one? I think so. Mm. I think so. Or that's that's where I see um, most activities and uh, and. And, and yeah, where the attention is in the market, or of course on the other, on the asset owner side, uh, the, we can, or they can, they have a lot of innovation potential as well. But uh, like said before, or the pressure is, I don't see it right now on the owner side. Maybe the, that will change in the near future. Um, but right now, definitely there is no no pressure and um, so there, there is also no need for 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 pushing innovation in that field you know one of the key indicators of how successful you are with your innovation is how much venture capital you attract i wonder where real estate sits as an industry versus other industries to attract the, that interest mm-hmm. do you know what's your thought on that um, I think the last four years um, we were working very hard as communities and also each one of the startups were working hard to get those fundings uh, they were looking for. But um, I would say during the last two years that changed because PropTech got on the map uh, of big VCs and, and, and startup investors. And uh, I would say last year or in 2019, based on a German VC study, I think we hit the 500 million investment um, uh, line and mm. uh, that shows that uh, yeah that, that there is capital flowing into PropTech but of course when you compare it to other industries or the the growth rate is not as um, as attractive as for example in in fintech or in commercial uh, startups because they they can grow much faster than you can grow right now in 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 prop tech and the market is very fragmented so i think the in the the vcs and and investors who focus on real estate uh, investments on on prop tech investments they they need to know um about the the specialities of the, of mm. the market of the real estate market and uh, yeah the the ones who find out about those uh, i think for for them it's a good business model yeah yeah cuz i mean we're a large sector it should be quite enough potential but i can see yeah. that that's a challenge versus financial services or something like that in terms yeah. of size yeah and when you look at the industry and think about how it's going to change with poptech i wonder if you think we need a different type of leadership in the industry whether we um, need to think about being more technology companies that have real estate. Um, you know, thinking about WeWork in that way that used to talk call itself a technology company rather than a real estate company. What's mm-hmm. your view on you know the type of leaders that are kind of pioneering um, prop tech within the industry? Yeah. Um, for me, there are two sides of leadership, or we're always talking when, when we're talking about prop tech. We have the innovation drivers, then from the prop tech side, I think uh, about those leaders. Um, we, we are having uh, already an understanding, or you need to be curious and uh, and believing in that you 
can do stuff different and better. Uh, on the other side, we have the leaders from the established side. And uh, since the whole prop tech scene is very much based on collaboration, I think their um, leaders need to give luck a chance. And uh, and and how, how can they do that? Um, the way that, that leaders in on the real estate, established real estate side um, are open for new things, uh, questioning uh, existing processes and uh, and and ways how stuff gets done. And I think when you have this curiosity and and also willingness to to look at stuff differently and uh, to provide your employees and also your company the opportunity that uh, that that luck can. Tr- can hit you uh, and and with luck I mean also innovation um, then I think that's uh, that's uh, that's the right thing to do as a as a leader but also maybe on the other side you've got to accept a potential failure as well if you invest if you kind of try to take on some technology that doesn't work there's 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 kind of bad luck in this as well I guess yeah of course but uh, that's the, the that's what I meant with give luck a chance or mm. luck can only hit you when you give luck a lot of opportunities so it's always try and error and um, of course failings are part of it too and when we look in history um about big innovations and uh uh, most of the really big ones were were poor accidents. Yes, <laughs> so they were working right. on all, on other stuff, and uh, they didn't really have that in mind. And uh, at the end, we had some some great innovations coming out of it. And uh, yeah, that is only possible when you also accept the risk of failure. Okay, and can you tell us a bit more what you're doing with your company now, PropTech Market? With PropTech Market, um, yeah, of course, um, there I'm trying to live my entrepreneurial dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would call it this way. Um, in the situation I am right now, I'm, I like to do what I love. And uh, that is doing, thinking about stuff and trying to make it work. And uh, that you see on our portfolio we have. Uh, we are trying to out a lot of uh, different things. Um, we are having some ideas, try to execute them. And uh, yeah, then we will find out quite quickly if it works or if it was a failure. And uh, that's what I'm doing with PropTech Market. Okay, so you're an entrepreneur now with your startups and your ideas. That's where you are now. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm... I'm Currently, I'm not really focused on one single idea. Mm. I'm still in the evaluating phase um, uh, to find out which which idea works the best, and uh, so, uh, then then it's time to to narrow down our attention and uh, focus the resources. And you're obviously in prop tech, but are you in any section of that area? Can you give us any more information? The type of things you're looking at? Yeah, currently we are working on a solution for. Um, where we want to do sites visits much more efficient. We want to try to avoid unnecessary site visits in the future uh, because we think there is a big potential for uh, to increase efficiency and uh, you can save a lot of CO2, of course, too, uh, while reducing traveling. And um, that is one of the solutions we are working on. And then we have this uh, event, Global Real Estate Run, which was uh, initiated during the Corona shutdown, just to motivate everyone and get everyone out of, the, of their homes again. And uh, yeah, those are the major two uh, projects I'm working on. Okay, so you've got um, everyone keeping fit and healthy uh, for their mental health through the Global Run. And, mm-hmm. and then also looking at site visits. Both of those obviously have been... I suppose, kind of uh, accelerated by the um, pandemic in that sense. And do you think something like the site visits innovation will 
uh, you'll see an increased need for that now as we see like tech solutions coming to the fore a bit more? <laughs> I hope so, or we <laughs> <Yes>. hope so <laughs> that we that we um, uh, evaluated or judged the uh, the situation, yeah, uh, the right way. I would say, um, no, we we believe in a hybrid model in the future, and I think uh, uh, Corona showed everyone that uh, technology is working and uh, that it can bring great use for for our daily business life. Mm. And uh, I think the future will be both uh, the online world or the digital world that will not completely disappear anymore, and um, Therefore, we need to find ways how to combine those two worlds or the online and the physical world. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think therefore we are trying to, or, or our hybrid solution model uh, we are planning with you to go will will provide uh, benefits also in the future. Well, that makes sense because you do the tech, but also you've done the innovation network. So you understand that yeah. people need to be together sometimes, right? Yeah. So you can't yeah. completely replace that. Is that for due diligence? Is that for... A site visits for by making new investments or was that more development site visits or both no that's interesting case right now um we are uh, evaluating um interesting use cases for this solution and what we found out is um the the, the area where, where you can um uh, use it is quite wide. So, for example, due diligence for asset managers when they are acquiring their properties or going into due, due diligence. After due diligence, you can use it also to uh, transform the information to the management team. Um, but uh, not only in asset management, uh, there are interesting use cases, but also in facility management, for example. Uh, we have uh, looked at uh, use cases in the insurance industry. Um, uh, construction industry, for example. So everywhere where you need to document a physical situation um, that you can't uh, change the information anymore for later quality proof, um, the solution can be okay. of interest. So it can provide an audit trail of that, yeah. that quality checks and those site yeah, visits exactly. and things like that. Well, that sounds like the front runner for your idea, any ideas anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me a bit about the run as well. So that wasn't something obviously we couldn't all run together. So you did you you've had a technology solution for that as well, I think. Yeah, exactly. The the global real estate run, that's actually a really funny story as well. Uh because yeah, it it, it got born in February this year. Mm. Yeah. After being almost a year in uh, lockdown at home in our office, uh, home office and uh, yeah we found out that we are slowly getting a little bit bored or uh, how can you say that um, just slower um, I think um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> unfit <like> everyone <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and everyone saw it slowly at home or uh, in Switzerland we would say the Decke fällt dir auf den Kopf oder like the roof is falling on your head yeah and uh, i don't know if you say that in english yeah i know uh, that feeling the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah no we don't exactly. but, yeah the rooms are coming in on you i suppose yeah the walls yeah, coming in yeah, on yeah, you exactly, that's right exactly yeah. that's the right meaning and mm. uh, yeah so we tried to find out what can we do or to still provide or stay in the fo or to still increase or remember that there are other things out there happening too or because what we figured out is that the attention from innovation um that we lost the attention on innovation topics because everyone was busy with other stuff. And uh, yeah, that uh, brought us to the idea to organize uh, a global real estate run um, 
to focus or to to remember that uh, uh, that innovation is happening in the industry and um, that we try to 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 cover uh, the way that we involved all innovation or many innovation communities uh, prop tech innovation communities around the world um trying to motivate their network to join the global real estate run which is also uh, taking care on our mental and physical health and of sure of course also um remembering um a certain community feeling uh that uh, yeah that, that that you can do also something together with other people even if you're in a shutdown environment and we try to cover that with an app solution where you could sign up and run from everywhere in the world six kilometers and for each kilometer uh, the participants run we planted a tree and that was our um, sign of sustainability and uh, yeah. That's that's that, that that was the actual idea of the global real estate. It world. sounds like you can't stop bringing community together. Really, you like to build <laughs> build communities. I think, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. just uh, looking ahead, um, what direction do you think you would like your career to take? It sounds to me that you're heading towards the entrepreneur side now. Uh, I would say, or at least that's my uh, understanding where I'm standing right now. I would say I'm already on the this entrepreneur line. Uh, if it's going to be a successful uh, road, we will see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm on that p- path right now, and uh, yeah, um, we will see in the in the near future if um, if we had the luck to uh, to succeed and uh, to make our dream work. So that's then about getting funding, and in like in five years' time, you'd like to see yourself running, you know, a, a fast-growing prop tech company. That's where you'd like to be. Uh, no, not not really. Actually, I'm much more interested in the. That's a little bit the funny thing again because I, I yeah, since I'm very involved in the whole fundraising parts and uh, investor-driven company business, um, I'm I'm more interested in the bootstrapped uh, companies. And uh, yeah, right now I'm building everything up with my own money, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I will see how far I get with uh, with. With, uh, yeah. So you with, like the early with, stage with startups and the ideas phase. Mm. Ideas myself, yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm having some ideas how you can make companies grow fast uh, as well without uh, using venture capital from the very beginning uh, or very early stage. And uh, yeah, that's my challenge I'm trying to to face right now. And uh, we will see if it's going to work or not. That would be interesting because a lot of pressure from venture capital money really isn't there to grow fast, and it's not always. The 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 best route. So it'd be interesting. You're looking at alternative financing. Exactly. Uh, I think there there are pros and cons uh, coming with the money. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, each entrepreneur needs to decide themselves uh, what kind of uh, um, yeah risk he wants to take and uh, willingness he is to to also share his ideas and his ownership with the, with a company and if he wants to go for the real big case or if he is also happy with a smaller one but uh, i think that's very individually and uh, i made my decision i will try that out now first and uh, we will see where we get okay and what advice would you have for those coming into real estate and maybe into prop tech more specifically yeah, when you come into prop tech, I would say um, first to start when you come into real estate. Uh, I think one of the the, the 
the advices I could uh, give to those people is find out quite quickly if you are rather the type for big companies, for big corporates, or if you like the smaller environments uh, of smaller companies. And um, I had this privilege to work for a big uh, insurance company in Switzerland in the field of real estate. And um, yeah, I found out during that time that I'm more made for smaller companies. And I think that was one of the major decisions I had to make um, in which direction I want to wanna go and spend my time with. And uh, I would recommend that to everyone coming into real estate as well. And when you are deciding to go for prop tech, which are currently still... Uh, still a little bit the smaller companies of course we have some fast growing companies as well um yeah then be just curious and uh, educate yourself because you you can't get any educational programs and um, there are some in uh, i'm talking now from switzerland where you get um yeah where you can educate yourself on innovation topics but uh, the curiosity about new things and uh, the change and solutions which are out there that one needs to come from yourself. And uh, I think that's my tip for people trying to find their way around the prop tech. Yeah, do a lot of research, a lot of reading. Yeah. yeah. And, and just final question, can you recommend a business book or a podcast or something similar that's inspired you in your professional life? Yeah, of course. I'm. Uh, I have to be honest. I'm not the big reader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always trying to find uh, informations in in another way yep. because that takes too long for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fast reader. Maybe that's the biggest problem. So I'm listening to, or I like uh, very much a Swiss Swisspreneur podcast. They're interviewing, um, yeah, very successful Swiss entrepreneurs, and um, yeah. That's uh, very inspiring to listen to them and to hear uh, about their stories and how they tackled different problems. So that's the podcast I'm regularly listening to. And uh, uh, on the side of business books, I'm more uh, likely on Blinklist. So uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just scrolling down there uh, through the feed and uh, pick the books I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And if I need to tell you about... Uh, a book I read, really, that's uh, one of the few ones, then it's uh, Think Clear and Act Wisely from Rolf Dobelli. He's also a Swiss author, but um, yeah, it gives you, uh, gave me personally some uh, nice advices and, 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 and points I'm trying to, uh, to hold on and uh, orientate myself during uh, daily life. Great. Well, a couple of really good recommendations there. And um, it's always nice to listen to podcasts of um, other entrepreneurs, but we've enjoyed having your story here today as well. So Mario, thank you so much for um, speaking to us today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. And uh, yeah, stay healthy. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about the other episodes of this series, go to the Young Leaders page on the ULI Europe website.